and welcome to Spanish Answers, episode 43. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and today, once again, the entire episode is a cultural tip. Considering that Christmas is literally this week, I am so excited, I figured that we would analyze, not analyze, that sounds way too mathematical, I figured we'd look at how Christmas is celebrated in two Spanish-speaking countries. Now, originally, I was planning on doing Spain and Mexico, but then in my head, I thought I had actually already covered them, so turns out I actually covered their New Year's customs and traditions a few years ago. That being said, I did not do Spain and Mexico's traditions this year for Christmas, but instead, we are going to look at Colombia and Argentina. And I'm actually kind of glad that I forgot because I had never... Like, I have no familiarity, really, with Colombia or Argentina's Christmas customs. So that was really, it was really interesting. I learned a lot. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Uh, sit back, relax. We'll talk first about Colombia, and then we'll talk about Argentina. And then I'll have a quick announcement about the podcast and about language answers itself. And then I will wish you a Merry Christmas. So let's go ahead and get started. So just a quick reminder that all of the research I've done, all the websites I looked at for this episode, I've included links to in the episode show notes, so you can click on that. One thing that I keep forgetting to mention is that if you are listening to this on SoundCloud or if you're listening to it via YouTube, for some reason the links do not show up as hyperlinks on those platforms so if you want to actually have the links rather than just the names of the site so to speak that i went to go ahead and go to the transistor website that i will have a link to that you can copy and paste into your browser and that will bring you to the transistor site which does have everything as a link usable links so just housekeeping a little bit of housekeeping there also for this episode, I have included links to episode 25, just in case you want to listen to any of the Christmas vocab that we talked about that in that episode from last year. Also, if you want to hear about Spain and Mexico's New Year's traditions, as well as get some cool vocab, then please check out episode 1. It was the very first episode of this podcast where we talked about those things. Now then, enough of that. Let's go ahead and start talking about Colombia. So Colombia is actually really cool in how, it's really cool how they celebrate. In the city of Medellin, they actually start off the month of December with fireworks. It Technically, it's midnight on November 30th, right? At the end of November 30th. But it's called the Alborada, and in Medellin, they have fireworks, and I guess there used to be gunpowder. Basically, it's just a really noisy night, but it's to celebrate the arrival of December. Now, I believe that, that gunpowder is now outlawed but it kind of sounds like some people may still enjoy celebrating with that then on december 7th is the dia de las velitas or day of the little candles and it depends on where you are in colombia so for example in bogota or medellin they start celebrating or they start lighting the candles around 7 p.m but if you're on the Caribbean coast, it sounds like you wake up around 3 or 4 a.m. and start lighting the candles. And this is really the beginning of the celebrations for Christmas outside of the Alborada. 
and what it is is it's the eve of the Immaculate Conception so we've talked about that in other cultural tips so I highly recommend that you check those out I can't off the top of my head remember which episodes but anyway basically on the Dia de las Velitas people will light small candles or paper lanterns and they'll place them in windows they'll light them and place them in parks or rows or balconies and They'll sit outside and they'll pray, or they'll sing songs, or they'll eat sancocho, and basically it's just to light a path for the Virgin Mary and to thank her for all of the good blessings that she's brought to them for like, throughout the year, and then to ask her to bring them good wishes in this coming year. Now, if you're wondering what sancocho is, it's basically a type of Colombian traditional stew, and I personally love holiday food. Just love, love, love holiday food. So I got really curious on this episode about all the different foods that I'll be mentioning, and most of them I have found recipes for and put those recipe links in the show notes as well. Because if you're like me and you love food, then I would love to share this experience with you. Now, please bear in mind that I have not tried any of these recipes. These are just ones that I found that I would love to eventually try, but I have not yet. So. Please do not take this as a, here's a recipe I recommend you use because I haven't actually used it myself. But my plan is to eventually try these recipes. I'm hoping I can because some of them, the majority of them looked really good, but some of them were like, "Mm mm-hmm, that I need to make. Anyways, uh, another thing about Colombia is Medellin is really famous for its Christmas lights. In fact, a lot of the articles I read mentioned how National Geographic had highlighted them for their lights. And these lights will stay up until January 8th. So it sounds like they're quite a sight to see. Another thing mentioned was the Aguinaldos. So these are games or kind of like mm, tiny personal challenges that go throughout the Christmas season up to Christmas Eve. And some of these include the Beso Robado, so Stone Kiss. I'm not entirely sure what that game is, but I'm guessing it's probably what it sounds like. There's Tres Pies, where you try and put your foot in between someone else's feet without them noticing. And there's Fajita and Boca, so you keep a straw in your mouth all day. And then Si o No, so you can't say one of those words. I don't quite understand how how you play these games, but it sounds like it's just kind of a fun way to keep people on their toes and just have, you know, jocularity throughout the month. And then between December 16th through the 24th are the novenas. So this is a set of prayers that are said nine days, the nine days leading up to Christmas. And during this time, friends and families, they'll get together, they'll sing, they'll pray, uh, they'll sing Christmas carols, which are villancicos in Espanol, right? And they'll also read from the Bible. And they change homes each night, so, you know, you've got different hosts for each one. And it's kind of in remembrance of how Mary, Joseph, and Jesus traveled to different places each night seeking shelter. Now, that part, I had not, like, that's not actually in the Bible that they traveled to a different place each night. But I'm guessing it's symbolic of how they traveled and there was no room for them in the inn. So they ended up in the stable, right? And actually related to that is the novenas will often take place by the pesebre in the people's homes. So the pesebre is the nativity scene. I don't know if you grew up with one. I know I grew up with one. Uh, My mom has a really nice nativity scene that 
she really enjoys. So a nativity scene, if you're not familiar with in American culture, is basically you have a cave, or rather a cave or a stable, with miniature figurines of Mary, Joseph, the baby Jesus, and a manger. Normally there are a few animals, and there's the wise men and the shepherds. And they all are in there together. Sometimes there's the angels, or you know, representing the heavenly hosts that brought the good news to the shepherds. And it's all placed together, and it's it's really cool. You can have different qualities, like some nativity scenes are really cheap. Uh, there's a Fisher Price one that my uh, sister-in-law has for her kids, and they can play with it, which I think is adorable. And then you know, there's other ones that are you know really expensive, high-end material really well done well made way outside my pay range but those are cool in spanish culture they also have these nativity scenes but they're called pesebres and in colombia even apartments will have pesebres and they could be really elaborate i read that they might even have running water or real plants which would be so cool like i want to see this so the novenas will take place near these because those are also important especially around christmas time now, festive food. Let's talk a little bit about that. I have definitely included links for all of these. So some of the food that they will eat around this time is a custard dish called a natilla, and that's a snack, as well as buñuelos, and these are fried dough balls. They also have manjar blanco, which is a milky spread that's made of rice, sugar, and milk, and hojuelas, so these are like flaky, battered snacks and then hot chocolate and cheese. Yes, that is correct. You heard me correctly. They melt cheese in their hot chocolate. I was pretty grossed out by this thought. That just does not seem appetizing at all. And then I was reading one of the links that I've included in the food section for hot chocolate and cheese, and I gotta admit, the author really has convinced me that maybe it is a delicious thing. So I am going to have to figure out how to try this hot chocolate and cheese. So there you go, there's that. Now, Christmas dinner is really celebrated on Christmas Eve. So in Colombia, like in a lot of Latin American countries, the really big festivity focused day is actually Christmas Eve. It's not Christmas day itself. Christmas day is more of a time to relax, go to church, recover from Christmas Eve, and Christmas Eve is when you get together with your family, you have that big dinner. Normally it's going to have maybe chicken or murano, which is, you know, pork. You might have salad, potatoes, vegetables, dessert. I read somewhere that one of the alcoholic beverages of choice is called aguardiente. And then also after dinner, you're going to have the exchange of gifts and you're going to play games. And it's really... That's, that's the major, major celebration. Now, dinner is eaten normally around 11 or 12, which for me is so late. That is so late. But again, the point of Christmas Eve is to stay up late into the early morning hours if you can, and then just kind of relax on Christmas Day. Now, if you have little kids listening with you to this podcast, I recommend that you cover their ears now because the next is kind of a Christmas spoiler, if you know what I mean. In Colombia, Children do not get their gifts from Santa Claus. They get them from the baby Jesus, El Niño Dios. So in Colombia, they keep the focus really on the religious aspect of the holiday. And what 
Christmas is a celebration of. So I thought that was kind of cool. I really thought it neat that gifts come from baby Jesus and not Santa Claus. Now, to keep all of the Spanish Christmas spoilers in one place, I can tell you that in Argentina, the children do write letters to Santa Claus or Papa Noel or, as the Argentinians refer to him, El Gordo de Navidad. That's right, the fat man <laughs> of Christmas, the Christmas fat man. Oh, one of the things I absolutely love about Spanish is that you can just say things in Spanish that would be super offensive if you said them in English. You cannot, you cannot say that in English without upsetting someone, but in Spanish, totally fine. I love it. You can also go up to people and just talk to them like, you know, hey guapas or hey bellas, and it's not weird. It's just, you can be very expressive in Spanish, but if you were to do that in English, you'd get some, you'd get some interesting looks. So, but yeah, so that is Santa. Anyways, going back to Colombia, we'll wrap it up with one more thing. On December 28th, it's known as the Day of the Innocents, and it's basically like our April Fool's. It's just a day for practical jokes, which is great. I love it. So let's move on to Argentina. Now, in Argentina, stores do begin to decorate in November, just like they do here in the U.S. It drives me crazy. Uh, you should not, I think, personally, it's a pet peeve of mine, you should not decorate or sing Christmas carols until after Thanksgiving, but I know not everyone agrees with that. I know there are lots of people that want to get into the festive spirit as soon as possible. I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but hey, you do you. Anyways, same thing happens in Argentina. However, the official day when people really start to decorate is December 8th, and that's because it is the Feast of Immaculate Conception, that Immaculada Concepción de María. And on this day, you decorate, you get everything ready, and these decorations will stay up until January 6th, and that's the Day of Epiphany, or El Día de los Reyes Magos. And we've also talked about this in other cultural tips. Now, one thing that I thought was cool is that they will take cotton balls and they'll put them on the trees to kind of represent snow and they might place it throughout the house as well. Keep in mind that in Argentina, this is a really warm time. So in America, we think of Christmas as cold with snow, unless you know you're in a place like Arizona, but you're still thinking winter time, not in Argentina. They are getting ready for their summer holidays. So there's going to be cold food, that's a big thing there, iced beverages like fruit juice or cider, champagne, beer, things like that. And in Argentina, December 24th is also the really important day, not so much Christmas Day itself. So you might go to Mass before dinner and then at midnight you'll have a toast, right? This is a time for families to gather, to gather together, have that large dinner, and they also eat their dinner late around 9 or 10. So pretty late. Again, the point is to stay up late on this night. And at midnight, mainly the children, not really so much the adults, but there will be an exchange of gifts for the children. And then there will be a celebration with fireworks. One of the links I have said that they would watch the fireworks after dinner and then magically when they get back, there will be presents left for them under the tree. Now, some of the things that they might eat include turkey or pork suckling pig or roasted peacock. I did not know that people ate peacock until this episode, 
I am very curious to know what that tastes like and how you go about eating it and like just the entire cooking process. How is it like duck, chicken, turkey? I don't know. If you guys have any ideas, please let me know because I would love to know. Now, there's also things called niños and vueltas. I have included links to those. And there's pionono, which is... So the niños and vueltas are kind of like wraps with food inside of them. And a pionono is a sweet bread that has veggies and cream cheese in it. And then they enjoy sidra, which is a sparkling alcoholic apple cider. They also have a traditional dessert called penetone, which as far as I can tell is basically like a fruitcake, kind of. It's like a bread loaf fruitcake. I'm really hoping that it tastes better than fruitcake in America because there's a reason everyone jokes that no one eats the fruitcake. You also might have fruit salad or a dulce de leche or pen dulce. There's ensalada de fruta con helado, so fruit salad with ice cream, which, hey, count me in. There's also budin con or sin fruta, so you can have, it's like this bread pudding. You can have it with or without fruit. And then on Christmas Day, you, again, are going to relax. You might go to church. This is just right, the recovery day from Christmas Eve or a day to just enjoy. You might have a parrillada or a barbecue outside with friends or family, and you might have a Russian salad, which I had never heard of until this episode, so it's like a potato salad but with hard-boiled eggs and mayonnaise. Or you might have normal salad, you might have duron, which is a hard nugget, maybe chocolates, or this semi-soft peanut butter nugget called mantecol. And there are definitely celebrations with fireworks and globos. So the cool thing about Argentina's fireworks for Christmas uh, versus like Colombia's or America's is that they've got these globos and it's basically they light paper lanterns that float into the sky. I can't help but just think of Disney's Tangled every time I was reading about this. It sounds so cool. Also, I'm slightly concerned about how this works safety-wise but I'm sure they've got a system, right, figured out, but I think that's awesome! Being able to watch, like, Tangled come to life. Let's... I want to go see the floating lanterns. This is so cool. Now, another thing to note is that... Well, really, there's two things. So, before 2002, it sounds like Christmas in Argentina wasn't really all that commercial. You kind of gave each other homemade gifts, but when there was an economic boom that kind of changed so it is a bit more commercial now and christmas music is not as much of a thing there as it is here in the u.s they're not all about singing christmas carols and you know blasting christmas music so while there was one site that said people would get together and sing carols or go house to house and get you know like small goodies or gifts in return for singing carols I didn't really see anywhere else. Um, it seemed more like people were saying, eh, it's not that big of a deal here. Lastly, I do want to note that children also get gifts, not necessarily on Christmas. So there are some in Argentina that will celebrate with gifts on Christmas, but a lot of children also get, well, not also, instead will get their gifts on January 6th, that day of Epiphany or El Dia de los Reyes Magos. What they'll do is they'll leave their shoes outside or they'll put them under the tree or under their bed and 
you know, the magi will come and fill them. So the children also might leave gifts of hay or water to feed the magi's animals. So I thought that was really cool. If you, you know, are having the Christmas or post-Christmas holiday blues and post-New Year's holiday blues, why not do a little bit of celebrating on El Dia de los Reyes Magos? Make that bread that we talked about in the last episode, El Roscón de Reyes. I know I definitely want to. And just enjoy in the celebration of January 6th. All right, well, that is all for today's episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I know I definitely learned a lot. And if you have any questions or have anything to add, please shoot me an email. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you have any favorite Christmas traditions that you like to share, whether they're American, Mexican, Argentinian, whatever, please send them my way. I am fascinated by all the different Christmas traditions around the world. They are so cool. One of my goals is to actually get a calendar put together that has the different traditions from around the world so that as I lead up to Christmas, I can kind of enjoy them and like make the different foods and all of that. I think that'd be really fun. Anyways, I do have a special announcement regarding this podcast, Spanish Answers. I am going to take a temporary hiatus from January through February just to work on future podcast episodes as well as to work on things related to my business, Language Answers. Now, I know many of you know that I am a translator, a tutor, a podcaster, and an editor, and I'm really excited about the things that I've been thinking about and mulling over in my head. So I have a few ideas that I want to try and implement, so I'm going to work on those in January and February and hopefully have some cool things to share with you come March. Now, I am also working on updating my website. I don't know if you've been to it, but I can be humble and admit that it is very 90s style and it so needs a, a makeover. So I have been working on that. It's not quite done yet, but I am hoping to launch it in the new year. Early in the new year, not late. Like, hopefully in January I can have my new website up. So there will be some changes coming. I will definitely be talking more about them when I next talk to you in March. So it will be about two months before I talk to you again, but I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a wonderful Happy New Year. I pray that your new year is just filled with safety, with loved ones, with adventure, and that you're able to find the joy and the blessings even in this hard, hard time of life with COVID and all that has been going on with that. So may you be blessed this next year. And thank you again for listening. And to everyone who has been listening, I feel so blessed just that hopefully this is blessing you. <laughs> but I feel very honored that anyone would take the time to listen to these podcasts. So thank you so much. I hope in the new year they can be even better and more interesting and more helpful to you. So if you have any suggestions or things that you would love to hear more about, please shoot me an email. I am definitely open to, to all of your ideas. That's all for today. Please don't forget to check out the show notes for notes and or links to resources used for this episode. This episode was brought to you by Language Answers Limited. If you're looking for a Spanish to English translator, someone to edit or review your documents, or would like tutoring, you can email me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. 
or visit my website, www.languageanswers.com. You can also send me your questions or topics you'd like me to discuss in a podcast episode. Thanks for listening.